Art and Gold Fit Podcast. You are now rocking with the best. Back on CP time. Art and Gold Tuesday nights was popping. What's going down, family? We are here for episode. I think it's 126 of the RDS podcast. It might be 127. I don't know, y'all. I'll get it right on the graphic. The podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I am your host from the West Coast, James Drilt, broadcasting from the slums of the Cultural Arts District in Fresno, California. Let's get some housekeeping out the way. Shout out to the cats over on Apple holding us down. Hit us with that subscribe, the review, the five-star rating, all the love you got in your heart. We need that. Homies over on Spotify, hit us with that follow, that five-star. We'll see you at the end of the year in the Wrapped Up. Two niggas over on Patreon, Big J, Floyd, I see you. Shout out to real ones, listeners on the web and all the miscellaneous apps. Keep it popping. Keep plugged in, tapped in, tuned in. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to stay tapped in like a tourniquet, consistently burning shit. Announcements. Art Hop is coming up first Thursday of the month. I think if you're in Fresno, California, was it September 1st? Pull up to Broadway Studios, I'll have some new prints, um, paintings. Uh, hopefully I can get this screen printing apparatus uh, set up and then we'll have some shirts and then possibly some posters. But yeah, all that good stuff on deck. Hit me. Um, we also got paintings for sale. So if you're looking to expand your artistic inventory without breaking the bank, hit your boy up. Um, what else we got? We got a few more zines, some prints. You know, if you want some reproductions, so you can add that, expand your art collection on that tip. Bong, bong, bong. We got you covered. You missed last week's episode with Huber. That shit was fire. Check it out. First time listeners, we appreciate you guys pulling up. You've seen the cover art. You know what I'm saying? Just you, you guys might be confused, so just relax for a second. Returning family members. You saw me just get out of the whip. I mean, it, I mean, we here. We straight to it this episode, y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. We straight to it. We straight to it. Turn me up. Podcast family, where you at? All my painters, what y'all rocking with? You got them oils, you got that gouache. All my cats with the acrylic, it's hot outside. Make sure Yo, you got a medium I'm to keep that no open. Lymph nodes is holding. They told me even when the records skip, keep them rolling on the shoulder like the California Highway Patrolman. Launch codes were stolen and sold by Ed Snowden. I fled the world. I told them the dress of me I'm still a photo of Colder with my own moment. A comfort kicker for me to slam like hope. Hope that it's something like a plain bumper sticker, no slogan. This something for the shooters and back and forth commuters who never knew the difference in law and drugs. You checking the top two of a thousand intelligent chaps with rap projects and housing developments. Cool across legged on a crate. Which I got, which got the drip coffee. All my cats with the French press holding it down. I see my niggas with the halal macchiato. You know what I'm saying? You know how we do it, man. All my cats with the dirty chai. They still drinking chai lattes, man. The black collar level in the Lobster, the liver like an obstetrician, but not a doctor. 
bring the Cambridge, the Websters, the Oxfords, the picture too long to watch. See the synopsis. Compensated for playing nice. It's optics. Yeah, man, we here back for another week. Often watch, imitated, profits, never duplicated. It. It's Are beyond out of pocket. Dunzo, I hit the gun show and got a rocket. Catastrophic, supreme microphone is. In Mexico, we the legendary dose cojones. Brothers, both components. Other close to colas, court holders. We're short and smart for y'all, man. Tell your auntie I said what's up. Doom get rude with the dude off chips. The moon switch, she chewed off strips of a brood witch. Danger make a groove off a glitch. Major boo booty twitch and the crew rich bitch. Always wanted to say that. Ever since the days in hallways, torn the stray cat. The one he often frequently slapped around. All the while waited and graduated, cap and gown. Hated the rap sound, debated the crap until he felt he had it mapped out. Enough to have the game trapped around. Trashed the crown with the names of the gallery after now. Or verb for that matter. Had no data for a herbal chat chatter. Oh, Erica Strata, fat rap, the bass made a fatty as a mad hatter. Known for his absurd word choices. Now we'll ignore you if you ask him if he heard voices. Look, the energy is crazy. Far as he was concerned, the enemy was lazy. <clears throat> Your attention, please. Phrase, he came to seize the free cheese. Before he flees to Belize. In case you forgot to mention, squeeze these. Just keep it on a need to know basis. They knew he was a Negro, so no need to show faces. Back in the days of no laces. They used to say he might go places Pay attention yeah. Whatever the cases The card he played was ace of spades But no racist A spastic Some call loony When he's put a tune Sarcastic as Paul Mooney Take y'all home, man Listen we, we keeping it half short Twice strong, man We just gonna use that as is Yo, my grandma bumped this shit, bro. That ass. Art and Bold Spit Podcast. One of these episodes, something. Episode, I think it's 126, 127, 128. Nice. Uh, hold on, wait, let me check, y'all. 127. Oh, shit, I, I was wrong. Okay, yes, yeah, 127. Uh, the sandwich episode. I'm kidding. Okay, you've seen the graphic. You've seen the description. You know what's happening. Um... Yeah, you guys, I'm excited. This episode should be a fun time. We're going to get all over the map. We'll talk um, a bunch of art, a bunch of BS. I want you guys to give a warm round of applause. Let me get my keyboard right for Wu Tang Z. It's going down, fam. Bro, honestly. You being your element, doing all that, that shit is so dope, bro. Like, when, oh, man, I was, like, getting the giggles, bro. I'm like, I'm not doing this thing, yo. Like, bro, honestly, that this whole vibe just kind of felt like a Stretch and Bobbito kind of, like, New York-type sound radio show and everything. The R and bullshit ad-lib, man, like the Alchemist. Oh, bro, James, you're killing it, bro. Yeah, man, yeah. Honestly, like, honored, like, hella honored to, like, see you in action and honored to be part of this episode. So thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, it's going to be bond? a fun time. And, and see, the cool part is, is getting a chance to see it. A lot of people say, like, James, you need video. And I think that kind of adds 
to it. Um, we need to work out like a Twitch stream or something yeah, like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, I th I think for me, um, and we're gonna get to you in a second, but I just wanna provide context because a lot of you guys might be part of Tribe Wu-Tang-Zi, and mm -hmm. this might be your first interaction with the Art and BS podcast. Yes, sir. So the intros are, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 90s kid. You know, I grew up in the 90s, you yes, know, sir. so I love that classic hip hop stuff. Uh, Wu Tang Z was looking at my book and he's like, man, the back of this is like a tape. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like, you know, the whole um, wake up show, Funkmaster Flex. Like, mm -hmm. I love, like, that's my, you know, that I bleed that, right? And I live, eat, shit, sweat, cry artwork. So, I mean, this art and BS is like a, like a, like Larry King meets Funkmaster Flex <laughs> with Bob Ross. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to like combine all of that because I think also it's important to make art accessible. Yes, and, and sometimes being from, you know, impoverished neighborhoods and marginalized communities, it can feel, um, out of reach yes. for a lot of people, yeah. right? So I think that that's important and I'm, I'm called to do this show. So um, you are no exception to the art and BS obstacle course. The people want to know, what was your first memory seeing art? Hmm. I think the youngest age that I remember that was art to me, honestly was cartoons, you know what I'm saying? like from the cartoons I was watching. So I was born in 95. Mm -hmm. So I mean, three, four, five years old, watching heavily Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, all that stuff. And, um, you know, it was just dope to watch all these different types of cartoons and their different types of art styles, mm -hmm. like Ed and Eddie, mm -hmm. very outlandish, out heavy outlines. Mm -hmm. And then you have Dexter's Lab. That was gonna be my next one right there, you know, mm -hmm. Dexter's Lab. Shout out to and DD. then uh, and even um, Dragon Ball Z, you know, mm -hmm. the put me on game to anime. So like you had like the real childish cartoonish looking ones and then you had the serious looking anime scriptures and everything like that. So that was just kind of like my first gist of art was. And then, you know, then after that, I think like even like comic books, you know, what I'm saying like those are like my first because I wasn't really born into an American lifestyle. I came from uh, an Im immigrant background. So, you know, my parents didn't know anything about art and anything like that. So cartoons, comic books, you know, I, I, I even like um, mixtape covers, too. You know, what I mean, my brother was uh, he went to Fresno High and he was heavily into music and all that stuff. And the mixtapes I saw in his room and all that shit, I was like, mm -hmm. yo, this is dope. You know, yeah. what I mean, so that was just probably my first just of what art was to me. Mm -hmm. OK, dig it. And I think, you know, you guys heard him. The 90s is when he grew up. Where was y'all at when Planet Namek blew up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I want to know. Yeah, um, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Yeah, man. Shout outs to all them forms. Uh, 80 years. Dragon Ball is, oh, my God. Anyway, we're we not going to do that. <laughs> um, so, you know, okay, so it's it's interesting because I, I hear you say, like, you know, the, the, the first, you know, few bars of the verse is, like, I, I come from an immigrant background. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Shouts to my Laotian niggas. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, weren't you born in Spain? Yeah, correct. So, um, my family, well, my parents, they're originally from Laos. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the motherland. So, 
it was just kind of a crazy um crazy transition for them because majority of my family members came to the states to united states and my parents just decided to go to spain because mm. they had a couple heads that they knew out there so they said why not just try over there mm-hmm. it's not too much of a push so we'll just go over yeah, there yeah, yeah for sure and just start a whole new lifestyle mm-hmm. out there so they just stationed out there a little island called yakla spain mm-hmm. and then they just formed a new lifestyle out there so going from an asian background lifestyle to a straight european spanish background mm-hmm. so um yeah it's a trip my parents did that brother and sister were born out there i was born out there in 95 and then kind of decided to come out here to the states for a vacation mm-hmm. and then so after that um yeah so we came out here for a vacation i was only like two years old and um kind of that was the best decision that they made you know what i'm saying because yeah. i don't know this probably wouldn't even happen if sure. we went back to spain mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so well and there's also a, a high level of risk to just yeah. uproot your life exactly you know and oh i'm gonna just take my family not just me you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because like sink or swim solo was one thing but it's like these kids gotta eat so exactly. you know we gotta figure that out For so sure. yeah i mean shouts to the folks um so so moving forward, I'm curious because um, when you so so moving to the U.S., mm-hmm. boom, like Cartoon Network's popping. This is like that tsunami era. That's what I'm right? saying. Yeah, yeah, this is that era. Um, so what were the things like? What was your was there any point in which you kind of saw? influences because I, I i hear like there's a, a love for hip-hop and then you know the things like um dragon ball z mm-hmm. at that point in time um did you ever like at what age did you see like there was a connection between things like anime and hip-hop mm. i think honestly um Definitely going into my middle school years because mm-hmm. that's when my like, music really start to feel for me okay. and everything like that. That's when I really start to understand. And then um, I wasn't really like up on game on like East Coast hip hop because my brothers and my older cousins, they were just heavily strict on like obviously West Coast. So mm-hmm. like Dog Pound Gang, yeah. DJ Quick, mm-hmm. Sugar Free. Yeah um obviously snoop a lot of the south shit too you know what i mean like ugk mm-hmm. three six mafia i got a big love for three mm-hmm. six mafia um shit a ball and mjg mm-hmm. you know what i mean but they weren't really listening to a lot of east coast only right. i was like biggie mm-hmm. puff daddy and all that shit yeah. but other than that i didn't i never got the chance to listen to wu-tang or a tribe or big l you know what i'm saying okay or like even um you know like sean price and all that stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah, at that when I was in middle school, that's when I really started diving into music mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then that's when I find like, that's when that connection hit me when music was really deep for me, especially with hip hop. Because once you listen to certain songs, like obviously like Cream with the samples, Juicy with the samples and everything, with the Isley Brothers and all that stuff, and then you listen to the originals, it's like, what the fuck? Biggie Smalls sampled this shit. Like this is crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And they're talking about and um yeah that that was that age when i really started to like dive into music because they were talking about more things than like culture stuff like the cartoons and like how they grew up and all that stuff so that's that's was that age point 
where I found those connections together. And that's what made me, that's what made me really admire hip hop and cartoons <laughs> at the same time. Cause you have like grown ass dudes just talking about cartoons and shit. It's like, sure. oh, that's dope. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know what I think? Um, hearing you issue that explanation, and and being in agreement, I I wonder because in the west in the west coast nineties, uh, there is definitely a a bias, right? We'll mm-hmm. we'll call it that. But you know, my brain goes towards like, okay, so why is there this bias, right? And I'm like thinking regionally a lot of I would have to I can't say that all West Coast rappers, but a lot of the the rappers that you named mm-hmm. and the, the down south rappers that you named, you know, like Casa Weed, they they're fucking hella dope, you know. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace pimp C. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? Like <laughs> sweet James Jones, you know, like and I think like uh, I think and my point is is West Coast down south rap, with the exception of people like Outkast, is rooted in reality, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of expansive room for imagination. Yeah, in that. definitely. It's like the block is fucking like real tough. Life yeah. is hard. I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And here's my hustle, whether I'm, you know what I'm saying, doing this, doing that, selling this, yeah, selling that, right? right? Shit, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? However I'm doing it. So I think that's kind of the thing about... Um, east coast rap Mm -hmm. is there's reality in it rooted in it but there's the the imagination is more expensive oh man when i so when i got into high school my sister gave me a laptop and then after when i got my first laptop it was game over for me because that's when i really start to really dive in to different parts of what music. was you on like Napster or what? Oh, LimeWire, uh, Lime Wire, you know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah. So LimeWire mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff, and um, uh, uh, was it like Digital Drip and like Hot New Hip Hop mm-hmm. Underground, whatever yeah. it is. So um, Audio Galaxy was popping back. Yeah. In the day. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, obviously you would hear the the mainstream songs and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. with Wu Tang, I heard Cream, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just type in like whatever it was like popped up and then like bring the ruckus came on never heard that mm, shit wow. until like you know what i mean that's a cool introduction exactly and mm-hmm. i'm all like oh my god you know what i mean like ghost speech is coming in hot like mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy um you're absolutely right about the imagination because like i i've learned so much just from listening to East Coast hip hop because of what they talk about and mm-hmm. how they explain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't know what the hell Ghost was talking about. Waco, like, I shoot him up like Waco, Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this fool talking about? Yeah. And next, you know, I, I Google him. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's talking about a shooting. Like, yeah, like I, a big I, shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, West Coast hip hop and, you know, down south, they're, they're very, um, straightforward mm-hmm. i guess they're very straightforward of right. what they say mm-hmm. you know what i mean this is what i do and this is what you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you said earlier but right. with you know with east coast they have that imagination and all that yeah. stuff which is dope mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then i i dived in into tribe called quest and i'm all like what the fuck like these guys are not like gangsters but they're just some like cool kids i just so want to rap was this like late 90s early 2000s give us a time frame this, this was definitely middle middle 90s like mid 90s to like late you know okay. i mean but i was like just diving into like all the 90s gotcha. from like yeah from catching ni- up i mean mm-hmm. like nwa so 88 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I, I i that's like the first i was listening to was nwa so 1988 mm-hmm. and just grew on from year to year mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then yeah then i found and then pff, bro i can go on for about this shit bro because like 
my love for Wu-Tang, Tribe Called Quest, Big L, bro. Like, when I found Big L, that was like, bro, this is the greatest rapper of all time. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. You know so what I mean? So what would you say is your favorite Wu-Tang project? Uh, let's see. You know, um, obviously, 36 is always going to have, like, you know, my heart, 36 mm -hmm. Chambers. But barring that one. But um, are you talking about the project or, like, even solos, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solos. Okay, mm -hmm. so I would say my favorite I would probably listen to all the time is, honestly, Iron Man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I fuck with Iron Man tough. And then mm -hmm. maybe after that. Um, it's a pretty dark album. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. yeah. But I just do, like, what he talks about and mm -hmm. everything, like, Ghostface, like, what he goes through like mm -hmm. the last song with mary j blige bro like mm -hmm. oh man like you really feel you know what i mean like that's what i love about music because you really feel because you can hear that they care and what they spit mm -hmm. it, it they really mean it in their heart well that's iron man is when he found out he had diabetes yeah and you know it, it, that was i think ghost isn't on two or three songs he's not on faster blade mm. he's not on assassination mm -hmm. day and so it's and is there another song these has two or three songs but yeah that that album's dope no I, I love the album it's just now i think when i first heard it and when i listen to it now i get totally different feelings yeah from big it, time you know? and especially yeah. i was a young kid at the time too <laughs> yeah. but now like maturing mm -hmm. and actually going back to the albums i used to listen to heavily back in back in the day and when i listen to now i'm like damn i like i totally missed it mm -hmm. but like you have a more bigger appreciation because you wish you go through your own problems mm -hmm. and then you just go back to these albums I used to listen to as a kid, you know, to bring back good times. Right. And you listen to it again. I'm like, damn, like I feel them. You know, yeah. there are certain parts of the songs that you didn't feel, mm -hmm. but you go through your own problems mm -hmm. and then you go back to them. Like, damn, I feel them on that bar right there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Ghostface is definitely one of those um, MCs that I still catch meanings i'm like oh oh like i'm still that's crazy i'm still know, tripping so, out yeah. the fact that he got that feature on like kendrick album mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying oh yeah like, that was the best song on the album that's they needed that that yeah. was that was a great uh that was a great decision on kendrick's part. i know man i was cr i was tripping i'm like damn yeah. so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. man i played that out I hey okay like, but which one's your favorite though favorite group um, project well uh it, if we're talking i would have to say group project wu-tang forever mm -hmm. solo project if I'm on an island, um, I'm very curious. Cuban links. Cuban links. Yeah, I would have. I mean, like even, okay. and that's if I'm on an island. I mean, like Ghostface is my favorite rapper, right? But mm -hmm. like, I think Cuban links is one of those albums that doesn't have any skips. And not that Iron Man doesn't have any skips, but Cuban links is an album that I'll put on when I need to paint, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay you're just gonna like paint through something and then this is it you yeah. know and then uh -huh. next thing i know papa woo's on and um leg leg um head you know so um but yeah you know i mean i have a love for for you know all woo i mean like yeah I'm, yeah 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 maybe i don't know though uh maybe fish scale fish scale's probably fish scale's that very would, underrated yeah, for one. sure yeah, yeah yeah i like fish scale a definitely lot too. um so that would kind of be where we where we do that so um currently you are um operating my guy market we're gonna get to that in a Correct. second we're gonna go back and talk because uh your pops was a temp temp and yaki chef right Correct, yeah okay uh -huh. so now was that your first 
um, actual introduction to to cooking is f- cooking and performance linked yeah. together? Um, definitely, for sure. My pops has been cooking for about 30, 40 years in his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, my pops worked at a Michelin restaurant back when he was up in Spain. Mm-hmm. And then so we came to Fresno and then... You know, that's when he decided to say, all right, well, we're going to stay here. This is where we're going to start living our life now. And then his first job was a teppanyaki chef hired at Japanese Kitchen out there in Sean Willow. And that was one of the first teppanyaki places introduced in Fresno. Right. So, yeah, majority of the time growing up, that's when I started seeing my dad doing his thing being his element and all that stuff you know especially something new to the table just because you know Benny Hanna's was the one that introduced the teppanyaki well hibachi that's what everyone else calls it hibachi to the whole world you know what I'm saying but for some reason Fresno just calls it teppanyaki which is pretty cool because we got our own word about it you know what I'm saying but yeah my pops he got down at um, Japanese kitchen and then I mean to keep it a buck my well, is hibachi the style of grill and teppanyaki is the style of like dish? Oh, it, 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 it's some similar way. Like teppanyaki is more like on the grill too. It's just it's just like a synonym, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It basically just has a, the same meaning. So, um, but yeah, man, growing up, my pops was really that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. He really just gets down. You know what I mean? So, and um, just to see him grow and expand not just from Japanese kitchen but he basically worked at all the teppanyaki places out here in Fresno mm. Tokyo Steakhouse Iruya um Sakanaya okay, okay he helped start up Sakura Chaya okay you know okay, okay so uh I'm pretty sure I'm not missing anything else but yeah got you so now that was kind of your first entrance to it right yes sir um, now was that something he was was he practicing at the crib or was it just like you know there or did he you know you come home yeah. and you know you see him in the kitchen and he flipping and bouncing yeah. shit they're like what was how was it nah man he i guarantee he did all his he he just knew what he was doing he he perfected his craft you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but, so when he gets home he just he just chills, you know what I mean? He's just huh. in his fucking boxers and his white beater, you know what I'm saying? Drinking a Heineken, watching soccer, <coughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. he's so, but um, when he's, when when I see him in the kitchen, he's just beginning down. It just, you know, it's just a walk in the park to him. Mm-hmm. Just doing his thing, flipping the shit, doing his thing, throwing the eggs in the head and everything like that. Bang. Th- fucking throwing rice to everybody and shit, you bang, know what I'm saying? Bang. So, like, um, yeah, man, it, it's funny, though, because, like, when he comes home, I don't really see him in his element. So, which is cool because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all human. Right. And, uh, you know, I, it's just cool to see my dad really get into work mode mm-hmm. and then to him just relax and just chill and do what we want to do. So moving full circle, you know what I'm saying? Keeping the lineage uh, intact. Your entry to to chefing yeah. was not so straightforward, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, you want to talk about that? Um, you know, it's funny. Like seeing my dad doing his thing, it was crazy because I would always visit my dad, obviously, and mm-hmm. we would be back in the kitchen, meeting all the chefs and all that stuff. And it was funny. Like 
I've seen it all the time in my face, but it just didn't interest me or spark me. And I'm not trying to, I was just trying to find my own lane and just trying to paint my own picture. You know what I'm saying? And like, Mm -hmm. I think it's because a lot of the, um, a lot of his chef friends and the family outside of us would be like, oh, are you going to be cooking like your dad? Are you going to be cooking like your pops? And I'd just be like, no, man, I'm my own person. Like, I'm not my dad. You know what I'm saying? So I think when everyone was trying to speak for my future, I'm like, nah, like, I'm not doing this shit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm trying to find my own lane. I want to do something else different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I always appreciated and respected what my dad did. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But I just didn't want to follow the same path. Right. Which is, I mean, which is fucking funny now how everything just comes full mm-hmm. circle yeah, like that for sure. yeah no that's what we that's what that's why we're doing this yeah so because i think this is important um for for a lot of our listeners you know we at all types of age ranges yes, and sir. for people who are starting their journeys as entrepreneurs people who are already seasoned and they you know are retired people who are working <laughs> nine to fives you yeah. know what i'm saying so it's yeah. like Cause there are some people um, that work nine to fives and they feel stuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they just feel like, uh, like you know what I'm saying? So, and I know this for a fact. It's like, um, you know what I'm saying? The fools are out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. JBM just barely making it. You know what I'm saying? On, on the nine to five shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just barely making it in terms of happiness. You know, I think that's important. Yeah. But um, I digress. Let, let's get back to... Um, because I, I think that this is really important. The aspect of how can I how can I word this? The aspect of of for lack of a better term, imitating the example mm-hmm. or rebelling against the example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this that this uh-huh. is where I want to go real quick because because yes, because we're sizzling right now. Uh-huh. And I think as people in their adolescence and in the youth it's like there are these shining examples and these mentors Mm -hmm. and there's such a focus on figuring out who we are which is important yes let's let's not take any merit away from the importance of understanding who you are as a human and the 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 value of self-awareness right however i think that like mentors being around us and saying like hey are you going to follow in your dad's footsteps might not even it it might have just planted that seed mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because at some point water grows a little bit of sunlight and then you're like fuck like cooking you know what i'm saying yeah. and i want you to tell the story because i kind of you know what i'm saying like i don't want to spoil anything because it's, yeah. it's a pretty good interesting story yeah. but i think that it's it's cool that you ended up in a spot and maybe there's, and I, I do want to ask you this, something that I forgot to ask you in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. is does the creative gene run in your family outside of what you, outside of your father? Damn, honestly, not really. You know, my, my, um, so there's my generation of mm-hmm. my family and then there's a generation before me which is my older cousins mm-hmm. and then after them is my uncles my aunts my my parents and everything like that you know right. what I mean? so my parents my aunts uncles grandparents they're from the motherland they're from laos mm-hmm. and during those times you know what i mean war was going crazy yeah. dropping bombs you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. more than vietnam you know yeah. what i'm saying so 
my fam my whole family had to figure out a way to get out of that predicament so you know what i'm saying so majority of them all came to the states to live a better life because they didn't want to go through all that bullshit that was going on yeah. out there you know what i mean mm -hmm. so um and a lot of that shit was like in the 90s yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so because um, my homeboy, I had a homeboy who was Hmong, and his dad would, uh, I, I learned how to speak Hmong, so yeah. I could go over and chill, dude, yeah. I'm a there you go. We still, talk, we still talk to this day. But no, <laughs> Peep, though, his dad would tell stories about the war. Yeah, yeah, And like, and he would do sound effects, and the, his sound effects were totally different. Like, the gun sound effects <laughs> yeah. was way different. It was like a high-pitched gun sound effect, and John would translate well, like, cause I was like, dude, this, this is like some high level mom. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he would translate and I'm like, damn, like your pops was over there lighting fools. Oh, like <laughs> he's just chill. Like I think that he's a cool, hey, Mr. Her, what's up? Like, you know what I'm saying? But he was over there getting busy. So it, it's- Make some crazy yeah. ass ad libs, huh? For yeah. a West Side oh, gun no, track, for huh? for sure. Yeah, yeah, nah, it was, it was on it. It was on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. His mom made the fire chicken too, man. I don't know how she made it in the oven. Some kind of way it was fire, man. It's that King of Flavor, yeah, bro, that man. MSG, baby. Man, Come on, man. Yeah, probably so, probably, yeah, that's probably so. Burning holes in me right now. Yeah, but um, uh, um outside the creative genes, though, um, mm -hmm. um not necessarily because like every time i talk to my my brother my older brother he lives in spain okay so um and that was where i get majority of my personality and a lot of my style from you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but um he never really had like a create a creative ability to him mm -hmm. or my sister because all my family they're just hard workers you know what i mean they just they're just trying to get work done so they can get shit out the way you know right, what i'm saying so right. they never really took the time away to actually paint or draw or do music or whatever it is to be creative because they're you in know? survival mode exactly mm -hmm. so that's just what it was and that's just what it especially for us being a family of immigrants especially mm -hmm. around like the early 2000s going up um we we had to watch our backs you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying big time yeah. you know we always got to be in the cut we can't be out in the field like that mm -hmm. because you just never know you might just get snatched up get mm -hmm. deported you know yeah. ice is just everywhere you know what i'm Man. saying and not to get too deep but you know mm -hmm. I, my family majority all of my family members all got deported you know what i'm saying mm. and um yeah it, it's a trip you know what i'm saying and then um and then there's me you know what I mean? I'm 27 years old. My brother got deported at my age. Damn. You know what I mean? And he was working at Comcast. Shit. Just living. You know what I mean? Just living a nine to five, not doing anything wrong. Just, Damn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then um, it fucks me up because I'm at that age now. And I've done so much shit already in my 20s mm -hmm. that my family has never done or even tried to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, I just want to be able to be a light for all my little cousins my little ones, my nephew, my niece, to mm -hmm. know that, you know, don't be afraid to be out the box. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, be creative. Do what you want to do. You know what I mean? If something sparks your interest, go for it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I could possibly say that I'm the most creative one that I have the creative mind in my family. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And I know my brother and my sister just be looking at me crazy and yeah, shit. Yeah. But they, you know what I mean? But out of love, because yeah. they're like, damn, this is my little brother For doing sure. this and doing that. You Outside know what I mean? the so, box thinkers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hear, but honestly, music, bro, music is really that got me out the box like that. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, damn, shout out to fucking hip hop. Real, yeah. Fucking real talk. So, 
now let's get back because we're we're there's kind of like a, a timeline here. Mm-hmm. So now were you at the Timbenyaki spot first or were you at Chef Paul's first? Um, so my first job was at a Timbenyaki place. Okay. It's not because I wanted to go there. Okay. My sister knew someone who managed at a Teppanyaki place. Usually the way it works. Yeah, it was called Takumi's. It was on Shaw and Valentine. Okay. So she knew the manager, and I was looking for a job because college wasn't cutting for me. I did two years of college. wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in me keep going if I'm going to waste money and not go to class or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, fuck it. Let me just work for a bit. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean... We're going to school from kindergarten all the way to high school, and then you want us to keep going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just needed to take that break a little bit. So, at 19, I was like, fuck it. Um, I'll just drop out of of school Mm -hmm. and just go straight to the work field. Mm -hmm. So, I've been trying to find a job and everything like that, which is funny because now I have long hair. But um, after high school, I grew up my hair to, like, the same length. And it, shit was getting so serious for me. Like, I was trying to find a job. I was like, fuck it. I got to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. So I went straight to the fade. You know what I'm saying? I got two on top, zero on the bottom. You know okay. what I mean? Nice and clean. Um, so, yeah, my sister comes up to me. He's like, yo, like, I got a job for you. I know someone who manages at this place. It's a teppanyaki restaurant. You mm-hmm. want to do it or not? I was like, sign me up. Yeah. Let's go. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was... You know, it was the layup, you know, it would be stupid for me if I don't get that assist. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So went on, did that. I was a busser, busser and dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, you know, I'm just kind of just observing, uh, observing the room. And um, it was just funny because I'm all like, I'm just kind of laughing at myself because I just look around. I just see the chefs doing their thing at the teppanyaki tables and everything like that. And I'm all like, damn. Can't blame him at a Teppanyaki place. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, the one place I didn't want to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what's yeah. funny? I actually wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to Monterey for college and all that stuff. And, um, you know, the ocean really amazes me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's crazy how much scientists know. Yeah, something. you know, like a lot of motherfuckers know a lot about space, but they don't know what's going on in our own earth. Mm-hmm. Let them know what's in the waters. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, there's a lot of mysterious things that needs to be discovered out there in the depths and the waters and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Shout out liquid swords. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's what really got my mind straight about the, mm-hmm. the ocean and everything like that. But, Heard um, that classic. Uh, yeah. So it was just a trip for me just to be back in that same environment that I've been so used to growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then after that, I was busting and dishwashing for about six, seven months. I think about my f- um, my fifth month, and it was cool. I had a lot of great relationships, um, you know, at that job. Uh, the coworkers were cool. Shout out to all the homies at Takumi. Shout out to my boy Adam, Anna, still kicking with me. Um, who else? Who else am I missing? Andrew. Andrew was my guy. Shout out to my boy Charles. Um, all you know, all cool ass people. My boy Mondo, my boy Anthony. But anyways, um, the I that was my first moment actually like working with different people. I mean, it was my first job, so I always wanted to make sure I do a good job. And I'm not really good at the books, but I work my ass off. You know what I'm saying? So whatever needs to be done, I'll do it. No exceptions. You know what I mean? And whenever I'm done. I go to whoever and be like, all right, so I'm done with what I got to do over here. Do you need me to do anything else? Mm-hmm. you need me to help you out or anything like that? Um, and 
it was it was a cool experience great experience you know what i mean i'm over here washing dishes in the back listening to dom kennedy you know what nice. i mean or like whatever it was you know i'm just fucking doing my thing but mm-hmm. it was owned by this chinese dude and he was very traditional you know what i'm saying he didn't fuck with the music he told me to turn it off like um but it was crazy i'm like dude what do you mean like i'm in the zone right now bro like you want this shit to be done like you gotta let me be my element to get shit done you know what i'm saying so he's like you fucking up the brand (laughs) yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i mean he owns the place obviously he writes the check so i have no say into it so um but you know um fast forward Mm -hmm. four or five months in it got to the point when things got repetitive because i would just go home um go to sleep wake up brush my teeth shit go to work you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying shower shit go to work and then do my same routine wash dishes clean the bathroom mop the floors sweep all that types of shit you know what i mean just clean up you know clean about to everybody that's what the dish the dishwashers and the busters do they clean about to everybody you know what i'm saying like i i being a dishwasher and a buster gives me the most profound respect for everyone who does that mm-hmm. you know i mean because you're the bottom of the barrel and people treat you like that shit and they shouldn't they should treat you to the top because why think everything's so clean or why think things need to be done you know what i'm saying well and also what's motherfuckers stop washing dishes you can't do that yeah, exactly like, there's no more plates exactly <laughs> you just got hella food yeah he's like you know what? i'm gonna take my break <laughs> take care of this shit. yeah you know what i mean <laughs> So, like, people, you know, like, yeah, here's tomahawk. Who, whoever is listening right now, please respect your dishwashers and your busters because they clean out your fucking mess. So, you know what I'm saying? Not just for the kids, but grown ass adults. If you have a grown adult cleaning up after yourself, you really got some priorities you got to fucking fix. You know what I'm saying? Because your kids look at that shit. You know what I'm saying? Clean up after yourself. Word is bond. <laughs> Straight up and down, man. Like,. <laughs> but uh, other than that like i said four five six uh six months in Uh i'm doing my thing and um one one day i was just kind of fed up man like i was working long hours working five six days a week you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just getting tired to me because i feel like i was just working my ass off but nothing was being progressed okay. into my career or whatever it was mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so i remember one day after i was got i got done taking out the trash and i did a shitload of dishes i'm wet as fuck um i i, I got into my car i had a 1988 pickup toyota truck okay uh i think it was a a four or five speed okay, stick okay. shift you okay. know what i'm saying and um, I, I was bumping CDs, you know what I mean? So I had a big ass booklet. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, and I still mm-hmm. do in my car right now. I still do. Mm-hmm. That's all I bump. I don't do an auxiliary cord, no nothing. I still do the CDs. Mm-hmm. But um, I had my what I was listening to at the time really kind of just sparked a fire in me. Mm-hmm. And big fucking. And we were just talking about this right now. But big shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Mailbox Money. You know what I'm saying? I forgot what song it was, but Mailbox Money was that mixtape that really sparked a fire in me because Nipsey talks about his hard work, his hustle, and his dedication, selling music out the trunk and all that stuff to get where he got to get to. Mm-hmm. Talking about, yeah, I sold a mixtape for 100 bucks, but I got loyal fans mm-hmm. who would do that shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But other than that out the way, his hustle that he was rapping about really like sparked my fire. So literally the next day, 
I was kind of just talking. I was giving myself a little pep talk in the car because, like, I was tired. I'm fucking 19, 20 years old. I'm tired. And I'm all like, why am I still doing this? Ready to go in there on some half-baked shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm all like, I'm listening. I'm all like, man, I'm fucking worth more than just washing dishes and taking out the trash. I'm not bashing anyone who does it. But to me, personally, I know I'm worth more than that. So literally the next day, I just stepped it up a notch. Mm -hmm. So the next two months, I just first one in, last one out. Did all my, did everything that I needed to do. Ask everyone in the restaurant, what do you need me to do? I'll get it done. What do you need me to do? I need to get it done. Mm -hmm. What do you need me to do? I'll get it done. Mm -hmm. I stepped up to the plate majority of the time. Two months in, just fucking going fucking hard. No excuses, no bullshit, just straight hard work. Mm -hmm. Because around that time, uh, well, like backtrack to my pops. My my pops is a hard-ass worker. He gave me a great childhood and everything like that. But when I was 12 years old, he just... He just bounced out and left. No trace, no nothing like that. Fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So him not being there really sparked my fire, too, to work extra harder. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to just, you know, do my thing. Because I had no help. I had Mm -hmm. really, I mean, at that time, 19 years old, 19, 20 years old, I was, bro, like, I was adopted in high school. I was adopted in high school. And um, I just had nobody, you know what I mean? I had no family or anything like that. And um, I just needed to do something to like elevate because I'm not going to school. So what do I need to do to step on my plate? Mm-hmm. So then the next two months after I just gave my little pep talk, the boss finally comes up to me and he goes, you've been, you, you've been like putting in work. I see you putting in that work. Um, I want to give you an opportunity and step your game up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And he told me, what do you like to do? And I told him, whatever is available, give it to me, whatever opportunity I'm taking it. Yeah. And he said, you want to do teppanyaki? I was like, let's do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was funny because, like, it was just in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. I Like, whatever he gave me, I just mm-hmm. took it. Yeah, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, well, you start training next week. So get ready for that. I was like, all right, cool. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. This means a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Whoop de whoop. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then it's kind of funny because five minutes after we had that little discussion, I was all like, what the fuck? I'm doing teppanyaki. <laughs> so that's where that full circle moment comes from. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm doing the same shit that my dad did. You know what I'm saying? But it was still an opportunity. I didn't think nothing of it. And to me, I just, I was just all like, you know what? I see my dad do this shit for years. I know I can do it. It's in the blood. I know right. I can do this shit. Mm-hmm. And then the next week happens. We start doing training and all that stuff. And then, um, yeah, shit was a mess. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I didn't know what the, the fuck I was, was doing. Bro, rice was everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A little piece of shrimp flew out, you know what I mean? Like Damn. I was stiff. You know what I mean? Like Damn. I'm real smooth on the grill now. I'm real I'm real player with it, but pff. Damn, I was I was a fucking stiff ass dick, boy. Yeah, like well, you pause, you know what I mean? Um so then <laughs> that's hilarious. So and and this is and the thing is is this you guys there's a there's an overarching uh theme here in, in this story because you know uh Wu-Tangzi started out in the Tempanyaki spot but mm-hmm. then you know after that then you went to Chef Paul's right correct so before I went to Chef Paul's I was at Takumi still and okay. did my thing and then that's where I really start to level up mm-hmm. and then um things were stiff but then um 
um, they at one point they were gonna demote me because I wasn't doing so well. Mm. And but then when they demoted, when they were gonna demote me, that was like, all right, cool, it's all good. I'll step it up. You know what I mean? Two weeks later, boom, stepped it up. Now I'm starting getting hella requests. You know what I'm saying? And then oh, I started becoming like that guy. Mm -hmm. So all the other chefs were like kind of being salty because like, who the hell is this young ass fool think he is yeah. getting all these requests? You know yeah. what I'm saying? But to me, like, I it's not about the fancy tricks to me and everything like that. To me, what grabs my attention and how I gravitate to my customers is I care. You know what I'm saying? I care when I ask, how's your day going? Or what do you got going on for the day? Or anything like that. It's not no... You know, no AI type shit. Oh, mm -hmm. how you doing today? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what I'm saying? How's everyone? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not talking to you for the tips. Right. I'm talking to you because I want to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just cool that I had the opportunity to cook for you and your whole family. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the opportunity to speak. So, but, um, you know, fast forward. Mm -hmm. um, I was at Takumi's and they weren't fucking with the way how I was doing my style. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was... Um, so they were they were kind of like giving me little things like their little write-ups to kind of fuck with me you know okay. what i'm saying because they were they were just seeing me shine too hard you know uh -huh. what i mean so um well was this some crazy shit though like you was wearing the hat tilted they're like uh, you know what i'm saying no i was i did the whole nine and everything like that but you know like i like i said I was shining too hard for these older guys who's been doing it for years, mm -hmm. so they're feeling a little salty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just how the game goes. And yeah. uh, I'm not thinking no other in a way. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, I'm I'm just blessed. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I got. So I'm giving them 100% my all every time. And they be getting mad that I'm getting $20 tips, $50 tips, $100 tips. And I'm not even a year into the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know what? Um... I just want to tell this to the people who's listening out there. Really know your worth. You know what I'm saying? Really know your worth and really know what you bring to the table. Because a lot of motherfuckers out here are trying to dim your light. And that's what they try to do to me at Takumi's. No disrespect to no one out there, but I knew they were trying to do that. And you know what I did? I gave them the two weeks notice and bounced out. Because I knew my worth, man. I knew I was bringing to the table. What the fuck Kanye said? I am the table. You know what I'm saying? I am the teppanyaki table with the oh, nine shit. people on there. Bro, it was crazy. I had I had people cheering for me. I, I am the table. <laughs> hey, I had two I tables. Am the I thank you. I had two tables full of people. Mm -hmm. Bro. Eddie, Eddie. Like, bro, yeah. it, bro, I, I brought a lot of energy okay. to that shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So mm -hmm. I can understand why they're trying to dim my light. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Mm -hmm. But um So then so you put the two weeks notice in there, boom, you start over at Chef Paul's, right? <laughs> no, actually, I found another place. So I went to Kunisama. So okay. then Kunisama, I was on Herndon and Willow. And big shout out to Kunisama. Big shout out to my, to my old boss head, Craig. Um, he gave me that opportunity to be myself more. You okay. know what I mean? So, like, I didn't have to wear the goofy-ass hat. I got to wear bandanas. Okay. So, the first bandana I had, um, I actually, I got three With new... With the sunrise on it? Uh, one of them was that. Okay. I had a Wu-Tang one. Okay. And then I had, like, a, a paisley bandana okay. print. Okay, okay, You know what I mean? Right, Shout out right, to Culture right. Claw. Shout out to Roberto Cobian, my brother. He's the one that laced me up with those. And, um, yeah, I just wore those. And then... Um, yeah, but uh, he gave me the opportunity to really be myself to the table, mm -hmm. and it was just 
dope man and then um like i said i'm a hard worker so like i knew i could do more mm -hmm. and then i actually got a job before chef paul's a second job at a barbecue joint in clovis mm -hmm. I, I think it was called like dave's or some shit like that but okay. the two chefs that worked there came in and, and i cooked for them and you know what i mean they were just highly impressed with the way i was doing my style mm, so they're they like you cook what'd you cook ah shit you know i i, I hit them with a little bit of fried rice you know what i mean the vegetables the, the whole nine you know yeah. shrimp scallops lobster okay. filet medium rare you know what i mean so they were just like what the fuck? This is crazy. So wait, was it one of the things like the Food Network kitchen and you just went in there and started picking shit out the pantry? Or did you have a big old igloo and you came in? Or how did that how did that happen? Uh no, nah, like we had I had a cart. I had a cart full of my seasonings and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um it it it's really not that hard to cook. If people out there if if a guy like me, I know like cooking's my passion and everything like that, mm -hmm. but if a guy like me that didn't know shit about cooking, even though his dad was a chef, mm -hmm. I still didn't know how to cook. I just taught myself. And gotcha. honestly, like, if I can cook, anybody can cook. You know what I mean? If I can do it, you can do it too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So um, they were just highly impressed, like, the way how I presented myself, mm -hmm. my energy, yeah. and they wanted to hire me. I was like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. You know what I mean? So I did it. Right. The mornings, I would work there. Uh -huh. And then the nights, I would work at Kunisama because that's where the money was at. Yeah. So... I worked at this barbecue spot in Clovis, and it was cool. It was chill. It was a little bit different. You know what I mean? I did what I had to do, and then it didn't really last too long because it was just too far out the way for me. But the way how I got into Chef Paul's was from my best friend because my best friend is Chef Paul's grandson. Mm. So I've, I've known Chef Paul's family since high school. Mm -hmm. um, Chef Paul's family took uh majority of the time took took care of me a lot growing up too in high school and um one day my boy gives me the call my boy polo brooks shout out to um elijah one um he gave me the call he's like yo it was good fam like what you up to i was like no nah, i'm just over here chilling at this new job i'm at you know what i mean trying to test the waters out and he's like all right cool well, I, i'm the only reason i'm calling you is because um we need a new chef in the kitchen on chef paul's um, I was like, oh, where? Like, for real? He's like, how long, you, uh, like, you need one ASAP or what's good? He's like, yeah, we kind of need one, like, like pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's family to me. And yeah. I told him, I was like, you know what? You're family, bro. I'll put in my two weeks right now. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be in there and I'm, I'm, I'll be cool, I'll put in my two weeks right now. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you're good. We got you. You already know the family got you. I got you. I'll take care of you. Mm -hmm. Say less. Click. Uh -huh. I went to my boss or I went to the, the kitchen manager. Mm-hmm. I was all like, hey, man, I hate to break it to you, but the family's calling. I got to put in my two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. And, bro, like, if you would have saw that fool's face, that fool was, like, shook. He's all like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you're one of my, you're one of my best workers right here. The like, yeah, thing. like, I, I can't, I, I can't have you leave, bro. I was like, I'm like, I know, I apologize, bro, but family calls, bro. Family's everything to me, so I got to I gotta take care of that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So they understood, you know yeah. what I mean, like little things here and there. But uh, other than that, two weeks was done, and the next time I just started working at Chef Paul's. And then, but that's just a whole new lane that I've never crossed before because we're talking about southern foods, mm -hmm. soul food and everything like that. You know, mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of goodie mobs, so I'm like, oh shit, okay. So mm -hmm. I know about the the, uh, the collard greens and the mac and cheese. You got the fried green tomatoes, the oxtails, the pork chops and all that stuff. So it was a very interesting 
uh, feature that I have under my resume is working at Shell Paul's. Mm-hmm. Fucking, yeah, man. Because yeah, one Fresno. <laughs> Shout um, out Chinatown, yeah, Fresno, yeah, man. Yeah, Stop playing with them. On the map as far as, you know, places, people, um, frequent. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I stay on this side of the bridge more because I'm just lazy. Yeah. And I, you know, I just, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so boom, Chef Paul's Southern. And then, so then, you want to talk about the inception of My Guy Market? Yeah, so My Guy Market is just kind of, it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's different from what I'm putting to the table because um, I worked at Takumi's. Kunisama, which is teppanyaki Japanese, Chef Paul's, which is Southern comfort food, and then Benedictions, which is like American breakfast style and everything like that. And then um, My Guy Market, obviously we sell these New York staple sandwiches you can only get in New York. And um, if it wasn't Floyd, Floyd and Jordan Sanchez putting me on game about what that was, I would never know what a chopped cheese was. Even mm-hmm. though I have so much love for New York, I mm-hmm. never knew what that was, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So... My Guy Market is not the first, but it's the second feature that I have in my resume that I've actually done my own business. My first business was Sizzle Spot with my boy Cheeks. Mm -hmm. And that's what's during the pandemic. And when we used to post up out there at Barb's Drive-In and we did the teppanyaki bowls, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So so My Guy Market is the, the second business that I'm running and um yeah man it's just a trip it's a it's just a big trip because uh, i remember floyd's always been like not bashing the idea but he was just throwing it out there you know what i mean whenever you're ready mm-hmm. let's do it whenever you're ready let's do it you know what i mean i mean we did the trip we took the trip to new york you know mm-hmm. what i mean and um we we out there we studied out there walked 20 miles mm-hmm. all over new york from lower east side to Brooklyn, all around that area, and then all the way down to like Manhattan, just trying 20 different bodegas, 20 different top cheeses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We really sparked our interest in all that stuff. And um, man, it's, it's just a trip, man, just to see how everything folds and just to see how everything is blooming because this is the seed and it's still growing its roots. It still hasn't fully developed and blossomed yet. But it's going to get there, mm-hmm. and I, I know it is, and I know it will. But, um, yeah, I'm just biting down and just trying to put everybody on game about this whole different type of culture that we have here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, not here, but a different type of coast culture to bring out here in Fresno. So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you guys have have a few different items on the menu. It's was currently three three sandwiches correct, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were gracious enough to bring a hippie flip yes, tonight sir. we appreciate that it's delicious everybody gotta eat b right right um so you guys have the chopped cheese mm-hmm. you have the hippie flip and you want to talk about what that is yeah so the chopped cheese is obviously the 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 main item that we sell at my guy market which is ground beef chopped up with sauteed onions mixed mixtured incorporated in cheese on top make sure it melts real nice and ooey gooey and then after that you put it on the toasted bread shout out max's bakery for giving me the best bread for the sandwiches <laughs> toasted you gotta put the ketchup in the mayo you know what i'm saying you gotta lather it and after that you just coat it down put it on the bread after that 
put on the paper, lettuce, tomatoes, you gotta get your greens, your vegetables in. You know I mean, then after that, close it up, wrap it up, cut that bitch, and then you just split that shorty open, and then voila, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the chopped cheese, that's for all the carnivores. Mm-hmm. So for all the herbivores and all the vegans, don't worry, we got you too, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody gotta eat. So the hippie flip is mushroom based. So you have shiitake mushrooms chopped up and you incorporate those with the sauteed onions and then we do American cheese or for the vegans, we have the vegan American cheese and mm-hmm. don't worry, I clean the grill. I make sure I clean as best as I can so I'm not cross-contaminating because I care about you guys because that's how much I care about my product and my customers. Thank you, thank you. What a lovely crowd, I love it. Mm-hmm. But the hippie flip is the shiitake mushrooms with the onions, with vegan cheese or regular cheese, and then I put enoki mushrooms on top. So that's what gives it the two different mushroom flavors, and then obviously mm-hmm. on toasted bread, ketchup, and then either mayo or vegan mayo, mm-hmm. and then same thing. Put it down, wrap it up, cut it up, and split shorty open, and enjoy. Okay. Voila. And then there's a breakfast sandwich, correct? Breakfast sandwich, correct. And you have the original bacon, egg, and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's just what it is. Bacon, egg, and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's as simple. I don't got to explain nothing like that. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. and it's on Kaiser bread, toasted, mayo, and ketchup, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those two sandwiches are just staples of New York. And mm. um, want to be able to just... Um, brought in the horizons for people of Fresno to see what what else is out there rather than what we have here because we already know our Fresno culture and what we represent and what we have to the table you know what I mean <laughs> we have obviously tacos you know what I'm saying tacos A1 we got the barbecue on lock you know what I'm saying it's even teppanyaki too you know what I mean but everyone everyone has their own taco spots everyone have their own barbecue joints everyone have their own teppanyaki you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so why not bring something different to the table but that's not too complex sure so people can try it out yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. and then when they try it out they're like oh shit this is a chopped cheese it's just like a burger and a sandwich it's like yeah right. that's what they fucking serve in new york like right. who would have thought you know what i mean right. like so but this is what the, this is what they've been eating for years and generations and all that stuff mm-hmm. in the bodegas for all the you know the, the lower class families that couldn't afford all the nice uh, eateries out in New York Facts. so they would have to get a chopped cheese with a beverage you know what I'm saying yep. for the low for the whole family to eat Facts. you know what I'm saying so yeah um it's 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 more than just a food item it's it's a it's a big culture behind it and a big history and I'm not trying to gatekeep it I want people to know I want people to get put on game because mm-hmm. maybe one day they try out my guy markets chopped cheese and they have the opportunity to go to New York and they actually can go to either Brooklyn or Harlem, Bronx, wherever you want to go and try chopped cheese out there where it's originally right. from. You know what I'm right. saying? So then they go out there to the bodegas and they'll be like, oh, I had a chopped cheese before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, where in New York? No, in Fresno. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know how New Yorkers are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck yeah. is this fool like selling our product out here that's not from New York? You know what I'm saying? But. That's just the whole niche of my guy market. It's just to put people on game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially the lane that me and Floyd are doing. Like, mm-hmm. we have our own app. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And Talk about it. Yeah, so we have our own app called My Guy Market. And I just love the fact that when I show people 
how to get our app and they go into their app store and they type it out and it's, it's it says on the search bar i get geeked bro i'm like oh, this is so hard yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like mm-hmm. because like i love and i care for what i put out there you know right, what i mean it like right. it's my baby you know what i'm saying and um it's just yeah um it's all it's available on all app stores google play apple app store and all that stuff so if you don't got it tap in you know what i'm saying it's been about seven months since we've been opening the app and if you don't have it now and you fuck with me and you don't have it on your phone just delete my number right now please don't ever speak to me ever that's again that's kind of harsh that's kind of <laughs> harsh you gotta, man, you gotta accept money from all sorts yeah. of angles because there might be some like there might be a lady on here who's someone's auntie true you true she's 47 yeah. she you upset know she has grubhub yeah you upset her yeah DoorDash so yeah um we're on grubhub too we're on doordash <laughs> we're on uber eats but come to find out that um Honestly, Grubhub and Uber Eats is not really hitting as much as DoorDash. Okay. So I'm starting to think that um, I'm so fr- uh, Fresno is a majority of a DoorDash type of city. You know mm. what I'm saying? So DoorDash uh, definitely helps us out a lot. You know, Shout I mean? out so to analytics and metrics. Damn straight. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now being in the, the driver's seat, so to speak, you mm-hmm. know, like work it, working in different um restaurants being in different you know uh spots from the busser to the dishwasher to you know etc all the things you've listed the the different chefing positions now what are some of the things that you never thought you had to think about that you have to think about now yeah outside of analytics and metrics first of all james your questions are fucking top tier bro like I fucking love the questions that you ask, bro, because it really like it really makes me think. And I love that shit, too. You know, what I mean, it's not something I've heard before. And like, I really got to figure out. But um, the answer to your question is um, is really the managing side of it, because for me, I've always done the cooking. And yeah, I probably do like um, inventory checking, all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, like I see a lot what Chef Paul did. I, I mean, I soaked a lot of game from Chef Paul, like. Um, what is Bond? Chef Paul is my Gordon Ramsay, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can really be, he could be a good loving guy, but then he, like, right away, he can just be such a fucking hardhead, bro. And there's times when I just want to chop him in the fucking neck, you know what I'm saying? Because he's just in my ear, you know what I mean? But, like, that's just how he rolls because he's real old school, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Real traditional, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, but, um, you know, big props, big love to Chef Paul because I wouldn't be the um, the worker that I am if it wasn't under his under his wing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, you know, much love to him and much love to Pinky, my grandma too. And uh, but yeah, um, I the way how I move now is just it's not just I pull up and cook. I gotta I gotta pull up. I gotta buy all. I gotta buy all the products. So I gotta order my. I gotta order my bread from Max's Bakery a day before, so I can make sure I get locked in. I gotta make sure I go to the meat market, Renna's meat market on the east side. You know what I mean? Best meat market in the town. I don't care what nobody say, but they're the reason why the chopped cheese is fire. So shout out to my guys out there, Renna's meat market. Um, and then after that, I just go to Smart and Final to get all the little other things like the cactus coolers, the Coke Zeros my seasonings and everything like that. I got to go to 
just the holy the the holy trinity my bread my meat my products and then i go to the motherland which is the kitchen and then but then after that Mm -hmm. i gotta prep you know what i'm saying i gotta do all the prepping and then after the prep i gotta set up my stations just do all these types of things that's meant for like a three-man crew but i do it all on my own you know what I'm saying? So those are the things that I look out for. And those are the things that I never thought I would do, but I have to do it now. You know what I mean? Right. Because no one, no one else is going to do it. Sure. Now, do you look back and think that the two month stint that you said, hey, I'm going to go hard after listening to Milk Money, that this is a direct result of the habits that you start to form and implement at that stage in your life? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just the fire, you know, like whatever fire that sparked me that day, mm-hmm. um, that same fire comes back, but it's a very rare setting. It's a, every once in a blue moon, that fire just comes back into me. Right. And I can feel that difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, well, what I'm hearing from the, the actual, practice of being an entrepreneur now is scheduling uh inventory mm-hmm. um prep so not only did you have to get there at the beginning of the day and be on go mode and ask hey hey what do you need what do you need what do you need what do you need hey yeah. you, you all right yeah. but now it's like you have a list of tasks and you have to make sure is this all right is this all right is this all right Man. is this all right was that need is this all right right so yeah. in a sense it's like it's the same practice but you've just entered a field where now you're in control yeah on everything man and it really trips me out because i'm all like i can understand why chef paul would be mad at me at certain times you know because i'm all like damn dude like oh my god so this is why he was yelling at me. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't do this. Or right? I didn't tell him that. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. So like, it's a trip, man. Mm-hmm. And like the, um, the, the whole experience of my, my cooking career and then finally being in the driver's seat, you actually understand why even my boss, Craig from Kunisama or like Chef Paul or even, um, um, my boss back at Benediction, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can understand, like, how, why they were feeling like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it, it shows, and I love when I notice that because mm-hmm. it shows the growth yeah. of, like, what I can do to be better, to make mm-hmm. sure I don't, you know, run that same mistake again because yeah. there's plenty of times, like, people think I got it in order and all that stuff, but I really don't. I'm still learning, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And yeah. we're seven months in. Um, we started in February, and um i'm in we're in what august we're in august okay so it's about to be september yeah i'm 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 barely i'm i'm barely getting my shit together Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like uh it's just the extra steps you know especially like i gotta do everything and Mm um i would um you know floyd helps me out whenever he can here and there Mm -hmm. but i know um Floyd has other things on his plate, so I don't want to be a burden on him too much. But, you know, Floyd puts in the work whenever he can, and I love it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, much respect to Floyd because if it wasn't for him, like, this whole thing wouldn't even happen. Mm -hmm. And and now he stepped up to the plate already. Now I got to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's already out out third base. He's already Mm -hmm. brought a hit home. 
You know what I mean? He's waiting for me mm-hmm. to hit this fucking home run yeah. so we can keep the ball rolling and keep, mm-hmm. keep the points up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But so. that's always cool to have somebody who's on third to be like, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. having empty bases, you're, you're always going to go – and swing for the fences but when the homie's on third you know, yeah it's like, Fuck, all right i'm real all right man, okay I'm, bro I'm, I'm, like okay, i know man. you're trying to go home and like yeah, let's, it, get, well, let's get around these bases yeah man. exactly you know what i'm saying so yeah. um that pretty much just kind of um, it just hits me different man like the way how i'm moving now yeah and then i know there's so much more room in me for improvement and i'm just trying to just do my best to bite down be consistent and um just try to motivate myself because i know there's days Mm -hmm. there's i'm telling you bro two weeks ago i was down bad yo Mm -hmm. like word is bond like of course i'm not gonna put it out there for the world to know i don't put my problems out there to the world you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. i mean that's just me because we gotta figure it out exactly we Mm -hmm. deal with our own problems and all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people put their problems out there but that's how they do it that that's them but me like especially the way how i grew up and how my family is and where i'm at right now it's like i can't give up now but mm-hmm. there's days when i'm just so fucking unmotivated bro like two weeks ago like business was not booming mm-hmm. business was barely getting any crickets you know what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. like it was rough it was rough around the that. edges and shit and yeah. then there was days when i just didn't want to go to work because like i'm in this kitchen six seven hours in this heat yeah. hot as fuck you yeah. know what i'm saying and i work at a commissary so i'm at the hotspot kitchen on belmont on broadway and there's other businesses in there. So I'm already done with my prep. I just got to wait for orders to come in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel bad because I'm the only one sitting on my ass, not doing shit. And all these other businesses that are in there are fucking working their asses off, yo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that makes me feel some type of way. I'm like, damn, dude. You know what I mean? And I know they're not worried about me, but that's still that's me. Like, damn, like these guys are moving around and I'm just chilling yeah. on my phone playing chess. I'm like trying to figure out how to get customers to come in and all that stuff yeah. you know what i mean so it was rough man and that's part um, of being the boss damn straight the driver's seat is damn straight. how do i get these phones buzzing yeah and that right there gives me so much fucking respect for people who do this shit and people who are three four five years in doing their own thing so the biggest and the highest honors to those people who fucking went through the downs and figured out and never gave up because everyone who's doing it whether if you run your own business whether you're an artist like you musicians whoever it is what whatever you put your passion into and you feel like you're low but you keep going and i see that shit and i know it it, it goes to show that you care for what you do mm-hmm. and that shit inspires me yeah tenfold you yeah. know what i'm saying so like that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm honored to just to be here, to be in your element and explain this because, like, it's just dope, man. Like, well, I mean, and it's also kind of cool for our listeners to hear the story of, you know, an unconventional journey into becoming a chef. Mm-hmm. And in, in a way, the 10,000 hour principle to mastery, right? Because it, it takes that long. So if you're picking up different things, you're going to figure it out. And mm-hmm. then you know put put together some sort of a frankenstein yeah sort of way to I try to make that's it, that's what know my know guy saying? market is man it's 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 the frankenstein mm-hmm. you know he's misunderstood my guy market is misunderstood if yeah. people are all like who is this guy you know what i'm right, saying so right, yeah. but um 
Yeah, man. It's just you know the ups the downs you know there's a little little ups and a lot of downs you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but i i do what i can do to make sure to maintain and just keep going Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because i know things are coming in and um what what kind of fucks me up is when i talk to people and they say like oh you got something you got it you know what i mean like keep going yeah and then when i had that week i'm like fuck do i really got it though like Mm -hmm. what do you see that i don't see yeah. You know what I mean? And then um for some reason this past week this past weekend um we actually had a solid ass week. And then Tuesday was slow, Wednesday was picking up, Thursday was like, "All right, cool." Then Friday was like, "Oh shit, we sold out of chopped cheeses. That should never happen before." Uh-huh. You know I mean, during the day uh-huh. and I had like two more hours. Oh. I had two more hours of the shift and we sold out. And nice. I'm like, "Damn." And then what was dope is people were still trying out other things so i had a shorty that hit me up saying like oh my god you sold out i was gonna order i was like yeah but um we still got the hippie flip hit the hip get the hippie flip with the bacon added and it's a game changer i promise you Mm -hmm. best sandwich on the market Uh and she did that she you know and Mm -hmm. that's the thing though she still tried things out even though she didn't get what she wanted she still got something new and she tried it out and that's hella love you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then Five minutes or ten minutes later, she hits me on the DM. Dude, I can never eat mushrooms and bacon like that ever again because that shit was crazy. Thank you for the recommendation. Little things like that really spark a lot of love into my heart. And that's like, okay, this is why I keep going. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Not because of the money coming in. Of course, we want the money to come in. But it's just like how you affect people. You know what I mean? I've always been that person and um yeah man saturday was a fucking good ass week too you know um and then even today today uh tuesday uh great ass day and i just hope the momentum just keeps going and the ball just keeps rolling you know what i mean like the little snowball just gets bigger and bigger and bigger right. so doing whatever it takes to make sure i put people on game and people can just come support and whatever it is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah, well, you know, and that that was the thing. You have a solid product, and, you know, we wanted to have you on here to kind of talk about it. Yeah. And, and that way our local listeners can check it out because I think it, it's definitely a quality sandwich. You know, I stand by the hippie flip. So, yeah, check that out. Let's go. Um, so we're going to wrap up, but I have a, a question for you before mm-hmm. we wrap up. Um, if you had a chance to organize a hip-hop concert with five groups, uh, dead or alive, or five groups or artists, whatever, dead or alive, okay. who would these five, what would the lineup be? Damn, that's a crazy-ass question, bro. Fuck. Okay, five. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, Wu-Tang. That, that's just that's just a given, you okay. know. They would, they would probably be the ones to actually close out the show. Okay. Um, let's see, second headliner, Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Um, third. And you can go dead or alive. Dead or alive? Okay, mm-hmm. third. I say Big L. Okay. okay. And then fourth. Damn, there's so much in my category. It's just hip hop, right? This is your concert. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. dude. There's yeah. just so much more. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, fourth, you know. I would have to say Miles Davis. Okay. And then um, fifth. Mm. Fifth. Okay. So 
The fifth one would be be nice to everybody. Okay. Rest in peace to my homie, my brother for life. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to everybody and Carl Armada would be the fifth. Okay. So obviously me uh, hype manning for them. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cheeks would be the DJ. Be nice and Carl the rappers. And you got the hype man, me and Carl, uh, me and Roberto Cobian. And then after that, you get Miles Davis. Then after that, Big L, Kendrick, and then Wu-Tang. You know what I mean? So yeah. that would be my concert now, right there. Now, didn't you host a Fresno festival or something like that? Correct. I don't do yeah. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, like, um, tell, yeah, yeah. We'll uh, talk about that later. I hosted a Grizzly Fest, okay, 2019. Okay. And um, that's when we had Schoolboy Q, g Easy. um... Who else did we have? Uh, we had um, had a couple bands. I think Foster the People. I'm not too sure, but you know how Grizzly Fest is like very variety mm, of music yeah, and all that sure. stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hosted Grizzly Fest 2019. So you know the all the Grizzly Fest heads. If you're listening to this, just know I'm still out there. Whenever you guys need me, you know what I mean. Okay. You need the ambassador of the of the town to come through and pull up and get some energy for y'all. You know what I mean. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming out, bro. Oh. Um, you have any shout outs you want to give before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, man. You know, shout out to uh, first and foremost, I want to shout out to my nephew, my niece, Nash and Annalise. You guys are my world, my everything. And you guys really keep me going. And I'm pretty sure everybody knows that you guys are the reason I keep going. But other than that, shout out to all my lost ones. Shout out to Scotty P. Big shout out to be nice to everybody. Um, my grandmother, my uncle, um, both my uncles. And um, shout and big, big shout out to everyone who's supporting My Guy Market. Um, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be in this position. And everything that you guys give to me, deliver to me, everything like that. It comes back 1,000 full, and I promise you, you come support me. I make sure I put everybody on the map. Promise you, because everybody eats, B. You know what I'm saying? So, other than that, and then shout out to me for making it to 27 and being here right now and getting my life barely started. And, um, yeah, man, that's Where it. Where can they catch you on the web? Yeah, and one more shout out, big shout out to the greatest co- – uh, to the greatest podcast out here in the West Coast, the host with the most, James Gerald, man. Shout out to you for doing this right here. Big honor to be here. And, um, yeah, man, tap in. Fresno, we got something. Y'all need to stop sleeping on us, man. Like, I know we get oversaturated because L.A. and San Fran and all these big cities overshine us, but Fresno really has something. We got the biggest potential and the most talent to really make something out of us. So if we can get our fucking fingers out the ass and support everybody as a community and a communion, then we can really start to rise and grow and develop as a city. You know what I'm saying? So really give everybody their flowers while they're here now and they can smell them because once once they're not here it's a whole different story so fresno you know let's stand up let's stand up for each other and stand up for our city you know what i mean let's fight you know what i mean we're the central valley we're the heart of california and um yeah that's all i gotta say where can they catch you on the web man you guys can find me on instagram at wu-tangzy or twitter wu-tangzy um, you can find me at your auntie's Facebook profile, you know what I'm saying, Eddie Wu-Tangzi, or you can find me at My Guy Market 
um, on Instagram, or you could get our own app. So that's my space, guy space market, download the app, tap in with us, show some love. You never had chopped cheese. You never had a sandwich like this before. I promise you that. So come through and check it out. Come support the little ones out here because, you know, we're as small as a giant. Peace. One love. Gone. All right. You could be anywhere on the Internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week. Same BS time, same BS channel. Once again, this some shit I just thought of, y'all. Scientific fiction that's not admissible in no court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir. James drills over and out. I told you from the dough. I told you from the get-go. Yeah. You don't got to go okay. home, but you got to go. Art and Bullshit Podcast.